0: Good morning from a coldish spring morning in uh, South Africa. Everything is growing beautifully. This is the War Podcast. Jean Roux, your host, together with MP Stradom. Uh, today, we have uh, Gary Rolf for the final paper and the winning paper that is named Unlocking More Value from Your Project Frontend Loading. Interesting topic. Good morning, MP. Good morning, Jean,
1: and good morning, Gary. It's good to be with you again. Uh, Yeah, this was a really interesting paper as well. And uh, I'm sure everyone will be uh, happy to learn more about what's going on in your mind, uh, Gary. I heard someone say recently or ask if they could pick someone's brain. And the response was, no, don't pick my brain, but you can pick my mind. So we'll pick your mind today and (laughs) and see what, what there is to learn. (laughs)
0: Gary, good morning. Uh, Yeah, and again, congratulations on winning the 22 papers that were submitted during the tight part of the lockdown in driving our client uh, value and our understanding for it. Good morning.
2: Uh, Good morning. Thank you very
0: much. Good to be here again. MP, give us a short thumbnail sketch of the competition again, why we did it, how many people participated, etc. for those that have not listened into the previous podcasts. Yeah. So, uh, what it is
1: really about is we we know that uh, Minutepi consultants and, and and mining executives such as Gary, and for that matter, even the even the IT people, the the software developers and so on within Minutepi, get into contact with many clients uh, very very regularly, and they kind of develop these ideas as they deal with clients on on how. Uh, we might be able to to get more value from the MineRP platform if we solve this problem or that with the platform when they when they you know interact with clients. So what we asked them to do was to put their minds uh, apply their minds to this problem and ask themselves what would they do if they had an opportunity to solve a valuable problem. And so we called it a value uh, paper competition and asked our employees to. Uh, to put pen to paper um, and tell us about what solutions they would uh, want to bring to the market, and they were all over the place in the sense that some, most, as you can imagine, were about um, solving mining problems. But we were we got problems, not surprisingly, or I should say, uh, solutions, I guess, not surprisingly, to address um, the whole coronavirus issue or or medical issues through. Location-based solutions, etc., because of course the Minap is a spatial platform, and we got papers about artificial intelligence and machine learning, and we got pa- papers about uh, civil and construction management, which is also a spatial uh, type of solution, and so on and so on. And each of these papers, we then considered um, from the perspective of to what extent we uh, we really think. This is a valuable practical idea, and we also looked at them uh, from the perspective of 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 whether or not the uh, writers uh, have identified real key performance areas, measurable value uh, items that that could provide cli- value to clients, and uh, and and that was more or less the competition. We had. we ran it over a period of four weeks, and uh, we had about thirty odd, twenty nine, I believe, uh, uh, submissions over that time of which Gary happened to win
0: two weeks, I think the first and the last, and he was also our overall winner. Gary, uh, we've introduced you to the audience already. You are a mining executive uh, with MinRP. MineRP. Gary, I'm going to read the abstract that you've written and then let's dive in. You're saying front-end loading is a process whereby enough strategic information is gathered and utilized early in the project lifecycle to address risks and make decisions. Then you say, robust planning early in the project lifecycle forms a vital component of front-end loading. Then you describe the front-end loading stages. And you're saying, why is the mining industry not able to run numerous design and schedule scenarios during front-end loading? Gary, what's the challenge of what we're trying to solve? (laughs) And what you have uh, identified in this paper. And before I hand over to you, what was great about your paper, you also described a case study, so looking forward to dive into that. What's the challenge?
2: Thank you very much, John. Uh, yes, when I was the principal mining engineer at Anglo-American Group Mining, uh, one of my responsibilities was to review uh, projects through all of the phases, from pre-feasibility right through to the execution plan. Um, but it was always uh, clear and evident that we could, never ever go through the entire process to to evaluate numerous scenarios uh, for the projects. So we always had that question over our head as to is this actually the best uh, plan that we want to put into place for this project. And and the challenge and the reason for that is because mining projects are really lengthy and very resource intensive projects and extremely expensive uh, to boot. To be able to actually go through the entire process of having numerous uh, conceptual alternatives uh, in the pre-fees, whittling that down, you know, as you can eliminate them on, on various factors, economic, technical, or whatever, it simply takes would take years and years um, to go through the entire process properly. The reason being is that we could not produce enough feasible mining layouts and extraction schedules and that's the challenge faced by the mining industry and that's why we had to cut corners
1: mm. jerry just just before you jump into the details can i just ask you uh, for clarification you've used the word scenario you've used the word alternative we we hear the words options and uh, and optimization runs etc uh used often as well are those all synonyms in your mind or or how do you see what do you see the differences between a, a scenario an
2: option and an alternative?
1: Mm.
2: Um, option and alternative is basically the same thing. So an alternative is uh, for example selecting a different mining method. So does it make sense to go bulk stoping or do you need to go to a more intensive type of uh, of, of stoping? So that's that's an alternative. A scenario is then uh, looking at various ways um, of designing for that specific mining method. Um, right. So a scenario, numerous iterations of the same mining method, whereas alternatives is looking at something completely different. Okay, thanks for
0: clarifying Um Let's dive into the solution to this problem that you've personally experienced at Anglo-American and later on into the case study. You dive in your paper straight into the tools first and then you talk about how to apply the tools. Tell, tell us about the term parametric design. What is it, what's the tool, what's in there, and how applicable is it to this paper that you've written?
2: That's right, that's right John. So, um, unfortunately, um, it was a little bit too late for me to discover uh, P's uh, parametric planning toolset. Um, but what this does is it allows you to uh, create a a mind design, a layout, an extraction schedule, um, and then it enables you to rapidly go and create scenarios on that by simply being able to change parameters. So when I say change parameters, um, what I'm saying uh, as an example is um, interlevel spacing. So uh, I have created a design and I have an interlevel spacing of let's say 150 meters. Well. Let's see if we can save some capital by making that 170 meters. So I simply go and change the parameters, and the Minor P tool set goes and auto-generates uh, the design again uh, based on what you initially captured uh, for your design, um, and brings you the result. And it happens in minutes as opposed to days doing it mm-hmm. manually. Mm-hmm. So once this configuration, uh, as I spoke about, is is complete, so you set up your your um, your technical design parameters, such as the size of your of your development ends, taking your geotechnical considerations into account. You know that then forms the foundation upon which you can go and play and create these various scenarios. And it will also go and change the design for you, but it remembers your extraction sequence rules as well, um, okay. and and therefore enables you to just quickly go and do a, a new layout with the same scheduling rules because those are those are technical. Um, and, and it just enables you to go through all those various scenarios a hell of a lot quicker.
0: Okay, so take us to an implementation example.
2: All right, so um, we were approached by, we, when I say we, I mean we uh, yep. were approached by a multinational mining company um, out in North America, and they asked us to conduct a couple of designs for them um, as a proof of concept on an underground project which they were currently investigating. What they wanted from us, first of all, was to take on the existing front-end design, which was a pre-feasibility study. Uh, They asked us to create an an alternative design and extraction schedule, as well as some alternative design uh, scenarios. And they gave us four weeks to do this.
0: (laughs) Um, How much time would you have had in in your uh, previous uh, uh, career?
2: To come up with three or four various scenarios, it probably would have taken us up to a year, nine to, nine to twelve months, um, because you had to redesign everything over, over again. Um, right. So, so the way we approached the project was that uh, we divided the the whole project up into four sprints, with each sprint being a, a week long. Um, right. So, sprint one, week one, was to was the take on on the FEL data. So, it was the block models, the structural right. models the as built or the survey actuals, their mine design, their extraction sequence, and then their extraction uh, schedule. And we applied some global costs and commodity price assumptions onto that model. So it took us a week to to rebuild as such, their entire uh, pre-feasibility study design, uh, schedule extraction sequence, and everything into the mine RP tool set.
0: The hard probably was uh, this EPS template configuration. Take us a little bit into the bowels of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, EPS is actually a pretty amazing tool, which, um, again, just adds to the uh, ability to create various scenarios. So EPS is a, is a minorP tool set which exists inside the minor P platform. And it basically gives you a Gantt chart view with a couple of indices to look at. And it allows you, within the boundaries of the rules, the technical rules of your design and your extraction sequence, to go and come up with the best production layouts or, um, you know, the, the best NPV simply by being able to manipulate um, the timing and the sequence you know, of your extraction, uh, whether it be your development, your stoping, uh, whatever it is. So EPS allows you to very rapidly have a look at various scenarios, flatten out your production curves, um, have a quick look at, well, what if we increase production by 5%? You simply go and change that parameter um, and you get a new production profile. Uh, over the life and of your of your project.
0: And I think the cool thing is that it's linked to the 3D viewer site, and that, that's just another view of what you're doing. And for the audience, EPS stands for
2: what, Gary? EPS stands for Enterprise Production Scheduler. And on the point of the 3D visualization, it is almost unbelievable the the power of being able to visualize a schedule at the same time that you're busy manipulating it because as a as a, a professional mining engineer, you kind of know how things should look and when things are going out of sequence. So being able to visualize at exactly the same time while you're manipulating adds a huge amount of value and credibility to your, to your design and your schedule. Just uh,
1: something that came up uh, to my mind while you were talking is we're talking about alternative methods and then you know, alternative scenarios. But something that I've heard people say very often is that you get, they get so used to a given approach, uh, especially maybe if it's a brownfields operation uh, that we're doing a study for. Can these parametric tools suggest alternatives which we would have not thought of ourselves or or are they so rule rule bound that they kind of just will give us a design and a schedule which is the one that we've kind of um, expected ourselves? In other words, are they just doing our work quicker or do they also come up with novel solutions or can we program them to come up with novel solutions? So the
2: the, the answer to your question is is that the tool allows the engineer to explore as much as possible. And therefore it it is the engineer's input into the tool which drives those thinking out of the box scenarios and choices because it allows the engineer to explore you know, within the same time frame that it would have taken him to design one uh, mining methods layout, um, he could now do, uh, do several and actually explore and and answer all those fundamental questions about what is the right mining method? Is this still the right mining method? You know, and just to go and actually become an engineer and use the tools to drive the creativity.
0: Good point. Gary, one of our clients' executives had a statement which we absolutely love and repeat. He said... We will not have less engineers but more engineering i guess that much more engineering is possible and gary take us through an example i see that in this case study you refer to two things that you did the dif- differently and i guess because you're able to do things so much faster the engineer is able to think up more things to test and the first one was the ore reduction by two years and secondly uh, hanging wall and
2: footwall orientation changes That's right. So uh, once we did the take-on of the the front-end loading uh, or their uh, pre-feasibility study, um, looking at it in 3D Viewer, the first thing we discovered was that um, they had uh, omitted about 17 kilometers worth of development, which had a huge impact on the net present value um, of the project. Um, So we went and designed in the the additional uh, development for them, uh, re-ran it through our NPV optimization engine, uh, just to show them what their realistic NPV of the project uh, would be. So when it came time to for us in week two and week three to start looking at our alternate designs, the first thing we did was, um, from a pure mining engineering perspective, we decided that the bottom uh, portion of the mine, uh, the mining method which the client had was probably the best, so we took the top half of the mine and converted it into a mining method, which allowed them to access the ore a lot quicker than the mining method that they had uh, designed initially. So we did that, uh, got to ore about two years sooner, uh, pr- managed to produce exec- well, uh, very close to, to their production profile, and we also managed to reduce the tail uh, from about five years, also down to, down to around two years. Something that's
0: not in your paper is, uh, did that uh, then pay for the 17 kilometers of development <laughs> that, you, that you found?
2: No, unfortunately, it, unfortunately it didn't. <laughs> Simply because we had a little bit of, of extra time, I asked the, the mining engineer that was doing the design work for me with the parametric tool um, to look at the orientation of the stopes in the original design and increase the angle uh, to be closer aligned to the actual hanging wall um, of, the, of the ore body. So right. uh, we moved it, they, they went and recreated all the stope shapes and then went and redesigned and scheduled it out. So uh, what was really interesting is that when we moved the uh, orientation of the stopes to be close to the hanging wall, the waste factor dropped from 26% down to around 11%, but the total ore mined also fell by 13%. Um, And this was very, very insightful. And it was, the changing design was something that the client had been considering, unbeknownst to us. Um, But when we showed it to him and we had the discussion about it, it was, of course, Um, because the shape now included more waste, it made a lot more of the uh, stoke shapes uh, unpayable, uh, which we then excluded from the extraction schedule. And that's why the total all dropped as well. So we answered a question for them that they had been considering inside the mine, and we still managed to do this within the four-week period they gave us. So we did the FEL, we added the development, uh, we changed the mining method for the top half of the mine, and we went and changed all the stope orientation over for the entire feasibility project.
0: Gary, um, this is a value paper, so drive it home. What's the benefits and your conclusion? And what did the client think of this?
2: Well, I mean, the client was absolutely ecstatic, you know, and, and has realized that in order to to get the best value out of their ore body, they need to actually uh, follow the, the project pipeline a lot more closely. And they can now. Also, uh, you know, you can stop playing around with your commodity prices. And because you can rapidly go and uh, change your, your design and your extraction sequence, uh, your mining business can become more agile. And adjust more quickly to changes in commodity prices whether it's an increase or or a decrease in the commodity price and that kind of flexibility is totally unheard of in the mining industry at the moment you know basically the plan for the year is the plan for the year unfortunately we have to bite the bullet when the when the commodity price goes down
0: and uh, i i joked about uh, the 70 kilometers that you added but i guess uh, this is also uh, these types of mistakes do creep in because it's complex data sets. And if you can't see it in 3D data, 3D and step it through uh, the years it eas- and easily change it, that's what happens.
2: I just wanted to, um, to finish off with, the, with a quote from the client when um, we had presented all the findings to him. He said, think of the value we could add to this project if I could sit next to you asking all the appropriate business questions. And you could give me all the answers this quickly. And I think that says says a lot about the power of the tool and the need to be able to do this kind of rapid uh, scenario generation in the mining industry.
0: Gary, I think uh, you've been in the right place in the right time to have done this project and be able to write about it. Uh, But I think you've added your special touch of your writing style to it and then your background of realizing that that this is special what you've done, uh, having done this before. Yeah, congratulations, MP. What happens from here? The the papers are available online, so you'll find the
1: link posted together with our uh, podcast link um, on our website, as well as on SoundCloud, where this uh, podcast will be hosted. Gary's contact details is of course available at the bottom of the uh, of the paper as well, so people are more than welcome to follow up with him. And uh, Gary, I, I'm talking on your behalf here, I, I assume that, is, uh, that much is true, but uh, of that's, that, that's our intention, that, uh, that you know, these kinds of skills and these kinds of um, ideas and their creators must get some airtime.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, of course, I'm always available to, to speak to anybody who would be interested to you know, get some more information and, and maybe come in and, and talk to Minor P about uh, doing the same thing for their project.
0: And, and another global client have asked us to do a similar study. We've kicked off a study like this, and this specific client is also following through with further things to be done. This is great and fantastic. That's it. That's how MineRP rolls. And uh, mine warp not being a mine RP podcast per se, are interviewing uh, opinion makers. And Gary, I think you deserve to be called an opinion maker. Thank you very much, MP. And uh, Gary, thank you and
2: goodbye. Just yep. Thank you for the honour. Thank you. Bye bye.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you again.